Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I'm a woman, living, breathing, experiencing. I'm your host, Melissa, and before we dive into this episode, I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you for listening. This podcast has now been running for a little over 30 weeks, and I've been absolutely humbled by the amount of responses and listens that I've received. So thank you. (laughs) And with that, I've also put a lot of thought into what the mission is for this podcast. Because I'll be honest, this started out as a catch-all for lessons that I'm learning about how to navigate our patriarchal society. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that it was time to have a very specific mission. So the mission I'd like to share with you now, and that is to empower businesswomen to take inspired action to elevate their lives. That's my hope for you, is that every episode brings you a hit of inspiration and some actionable insights that you can apply to your life to help you rise. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and like the content, I would really appreciate if you could give a rating on whatever app it is that you're listening on. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. So the topic at hand today is all about why you should not barter for your services as a businesswoman or entrepreneur, whatever title you choose to go by. My dear friend Haley said something really meaningful to me last week that had a much deeper impact than I think she realized at the time. She said, it's okay to let your friends financially support you. This was a powerful reminder for me of just how important it is that we let our friends financially support us by paying for the services and products that we offer, especially when we're new business owners. You know, I know it can be tempting, especially when you're first getting into business for yourself to do trades, right? Trade services, especially with friends and fellow business owners. You think that you're getting a deal. And let me begin by saying I have done trades, right? I've been in business in total for about four years over the course of five years (laughs) for myself. And several of those trades went well, but one did not go well. And the one that went bad taught me a lot. So now, Even if I meet someone whose service I know I'm going to pay for, I always insist that money is exchanged, even if it's of equal value. So let's begin by discussing how it benefits you to exchange money for the services and products that you offer, right? I think it's very easy to take a negative approach to this and just talk about all the dangers, but I really wanna highlight the benefits of not doing trades. Number one, it's clean you don't run the risk of ruining a relationship by having one party feel like they've been cheated or they didn't get the value that they wanted. It's just cleaner if you can pay for the service, right? There's no additional questions or hemming and hawing about like, oh, you know, was the original agreement that fair? You don't run into any of that when you're just paying for a service because the exchange is clean and clear. Number two, it saves you time. Your time is so valuable, especially as a you know solo entrepreneur, a one-person business operation. You don't wanna be spending it chasing down the person who you agreed to barter with for their end of the bargain. Also, if you are conflict adverse, right? If you do not like conflict, which most people don't, 
that that part of the process sometimes can just never happen, right? A lot of times what will happen in these trade agreements is the person who's not, you know, receiving their return service is too uncomfortable to bother the other person to fulfill it. So you run into this really awkward situation, especially if you're conflict adverse. So it will just save you a lot of time and heartache if you actually choose to exchange money. And number three, it's a write-off. It is a tax benefit for you to pay for services. So this is something, especially if you're a new business owner, you may not know about. There are so many things that you can write off as business expenses and can reduce the amount of taxes that you pay at the end of the year. So check with an accountant, check with a financial advisor, or even just do a quick search about the services that you think you're going to barter for and see if there's a tax benefit because there probably is. And number four, it's empowering. You graduate from becoming, you know, being a hobbyist to being a full-blown business owner when you start having people pay for your services. Get in the habit of behaving like a business owner and you'll step more fully into this new mindset and role. And number five, last but certainly not least, it signals to people that you are serious, right? Money is just another form of energy. And the exchange of money for your work as a business owner signals to that person and to other people that you're serious about doing business. This is not something you're just dipping your toe in. You are a business owner. And the more that you can act like one and really embody that new mindset, the better your business will go. So of course, even after I've shared all these benefits with you, I'm sure you're still thinking of maybe one person you wanna do a trade with, right? Or is there an exception to this rule? And I'll say that, of course, there's always exceptions to rules. But if on principle you always opt for payment, you're going to save yourself a lot of heartache and a lot of headaches. So have that be the exception, right? Have trades be the exception, not the rule. So if you are considering bartering, I'll give you some really great guidelines that I've followed myself now and that I've read a lot of business owners, you know, have shared through various articles and things that I've just picked up along the way. So there are really six specific guidelines you should follow if you do decide to barter. So number one, only barter if you were already planning to pay for the service. This is important. It's very easy to get excited about the possibility of getting all these extra things because you're just bartering, right? But treat it like a service that you would pay for. And if you weren't looking for it to begin with, don't barter for it. Number two, only barter if the service you're bartering for cannot be written off as a business expense, right? This is what I was talking about just a moment ago about one of the many benefits of paying for services. So check if it can be written off and if it can, definitely don't barter for it. Number three, only barter if the other party is willing to sign a legally binding agreement that includes fulfillment terms. So if you don't have a legally binding service agreement yet, work with a lawyer to get one. That's what I did. And I'll tell you, I do have one trade that is currently happening in my life. And that trade was made with someone who was willing to sign a legally binding agreement. And we worked on the terms together. We made sure that the fulfillment terms were reasonable and that there was, you know, a way out of the contract if one of us defaulted. 
And that way out of the contract was that the other person would pay in like the amount traded what was left over of the trade. So those kind of terms are really important. And if someone is not willing to sign a legal agreement with you on a barter, they are not somebody you want to be doing a trade with. (laughs) So if you are going to, make sure you have a legal agreement that is signed by both parties. Number four, also set in a limit on how much you'll barter, right? Especially if you're not entirely sure, you know, how much of the other person's service you want, decide either on a value limit or a monetary limit that you're going to set. So maybe it's like over $100, it's an automatic no. And that's a very clear boundary for you to follow regardless of the service. Number five, make sure you only enter a trade agreement with someone you really trust. I would hope that's obvious, but we have to say it anyways because it's important, right? Strangers, uh, you probably don't want to barter with them unless you have a legally binding agreement. And even then, make sure that they're somebody that's trustworthy, right? Get references. And then finally, don't enter additional agreements until your current trade agreement has been fulfilled. I've heard many stories from people of getting into multiple trade agreements and getting kind of lost on where the fulfillment was. And so there's real danger to doing that. But I think if you follow these kind of six guidelines, yes, you can do trade agreements that are kind of within a smaller range, right? You won't be willing to trade with everyone or on everything. So I know it can be tempting to enter those trade agreements to cut costs, but I also think it's important to mention that incurring costs as a business owner is part of the deal. It's what it means to do business. And I'll share with you this as well. I've paid a couple long-term friends for help with things like copywriting, Facebook ads, and photography. You know, these would seem like services I could easily barter for because I do social media marketing consulting, right? But just because it's possible to barter doesn't mean I should. And the other reason that I decided to pay them rather than even bring up the idea of a barter or any kind of trade is because I value their work and their time. And I want to support them in being fully operational business owners themselves. It's also a huge tax write-off for me, so I did not even hesitate at the idea of paying for those services. And once you get comfortable with this idea that, you know, doing business requires you to spend money, you're going to be a lot more comfortable stepping into the role of being a business owner, right? If we want to be paid for our services, we have to be willing to pay for other services too. So with that, I hope you have some clarity around, you know, why it's beneficial for you not to barter, and if you are, some helpful parameters to follow. Until next week, you badass ladies, keep moving and shaking, and check back next Tuesday at 9 a.m. for another episode of Women Rise.